0: Ladies and gentlemen, I wanna bow in gratitude to you being here because this is a first. I think this is the first time I've ever had a, a panel of people that have represented over a decade's worth of interacting with each other. And so it's somewhat fearful. I Turned loose the bike to various people who know where the bodies are buried. But at the same time, I'm excited because to me, this is on Tuesday, August 15th, a very powerful beginning. So with that thought in mind, I'm going to give the lineup from eldest to youngest. Leticia Arroyo has been part of my life for over a decade. We met in Chicago. We met through a BNI and i group. And things just began to unfold from there. I met Christina Irvin through a Google Plus community, who I scoped out and I started reading what she was writing on this one group. And I'm like, this woman is actually synthesizing information. How utterly refreshing! <laughs> from Christina Irvin. She put me in touch with Marcia Sortino, which I've been trying to get in touch with, but have been unable to. Her line is busy. And through Marcia Sortino, I met David H. Paul. And at the time, David H. Paul, I initially thought, oh, this is going to be a wild ride because I saw so much of me and David, where he was at at the moment that he entered into the system. And I Then through all of this, I bumped into Linda because I happened to be out on Blog Talk Radio listening to an interview that Linda was on. And the level of transparency and love, Linda was speaking through her words. It's like, I'm gonna talk to this woman. (laughs) So that's the genealogy at a very high level. And I'd like to turn it over to Leticia, if you would like to introduce yourself, a little background. History, I, I, the, the floor is yours.
1: Hi, everyone. Leticia Royal. I reside in Chicago. Let's see. I'm a mom first of a beautiful 10-year-old, my 10-year-old son. I am an owner of Aspire Realty Group, and I'm a small company in the north side of Chicago. I've gone through a history of real estate from management, investing, to now I focus on leasing, this path that I walk on continuously, as we've talked about, with just personal development, it's an ongoing journey. So you almost take a break from it and then you, you remember, hey, I got work to keep on going and, and working on. Uh, I'm blessed to have Soul Dancer a dear friend and he has been a great mentor. Um, It was a blessing to also be host one of his first workshops in Chicago. It was a great weekend and it's great that I'm on the call again with with you. So it's been a while
0: just to see you. Well to practice the art of transparency thanks to Leticia Arroyo she rescued me from being homeless. Do you remember? At that time, living in Chicago, I had partnered up with a woman who had started or had a business and she needed some help. The short story is, as I was helping that person and we hit a brick wall and because the roof over my head at that time was the roof that she was providing, I was told to get out. I had no financial means to put a roof over my head at that point. And it is I called Letty up. She was in the middle of her own whirlwind, her own drama, and I said, Letty, I can you come pick me up and can I stay in your house for a couple of days? And you dropped what you did. And I know you were in the middle of a hellish day. This wasn't easy for you to do. But I guess something's inside you said. I need to stop what I'm doing and help this person out. And if it weren't for you, I would have literally had been homeless on the streets of Chicago.
1: I didn't think twice. I So all in the past.
0: <laughs> what a learning curve that was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and since that time, Letty and I have ping-ponged on and off on different levels, and I'm just excited to to cross paths. I
1: have to say my relationship with you is, I feel it's been genuine. It's very hard to find relationships throughout your life where you can grow distance apart for some time because you're in, you're living your own life and then you can come back and you, it you pick up where you left off, like it's nothing. That's, a genuine relationship to me it's it's very hard to come by nowadays everyone needs to be constantly connected to you and it's very hard because you have your own life to live so if you're not holding on to resentment or anything you can always come back to someone a dear friend and pick up where you left off I have very few relationships where I can do that and yet it's so needed for me being a mom and full-time work
0: this is it's a blessing Oh, well, see, I'm going to hug my computer, and so now I'm hugging you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Mahalo. All right, we passed the torch to Christina Irvin, who, prior to us starting this recording, said, I don't know why, but I decided to respond to this fool on Google+, Plus, and I'm sure she's regretting it by now. <laughs> It was definitely different.
2: I I typically wouldn't have been like, yeah, let's hop on Skype. I don't know you. And I don't know that we're not working on a business relationship here. What I don't, I really don't know what made me respond (laughs) in kind, but I'm glad that we did. And I didn't know at the time exactly what the pay me what I'm worth process was. I, the book was about it, the mentorship. I had no idea. I know you told me it was going to be a year-long commitment. I remember thinking to myself, he got, he got lost his mind on this whole year. Let's do about 30, 60 days. Let's do 30, 60 days. <laughs> the year flew by, and during the process, you said we were going to continuously Go deeper and go through different iterations of it, and hey, yeah, 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 and everything has been as you said it would be. I don't think that you'll mind me sharing this little part of our conversation last week, so because surely you had a little moment when Leticia just shared what she did about friendships and over the years and and genuine. Wasn't it last week when I said I've never had a mentor, coach, teacher relationship? or I have never felt that there was an obligation of a sorts, or there was some level of a pedestal that I needed to meet, never known what that was until your mentorship. I appreciate it because it's given me the space to grow at my pace. Um, I never felt judged throughout the process. And that's been important for me because from the previous life from childhood or whatever, I ain't always the most trusting of folk either, because somebody usually wants something. So it's been a healing prop thing for me that I that I'm very grateful for. I appreciate it teaching me how not to flip the switch on people and not to present this um, invisible bar that only I know about that they don't know they're getting ready to cross. And I'm now getting ready to strike you off the list because you crossed some kind of contract that you didn't even know you entered into with me. (laughs) So it's been a lesson that I'm just really grateful for because it's helping me be my best me. Going through life saying I want to be, I want to be and do what God's put me here to be and do when I'm in my own way of even receiving what that was, let alone actually taking action on it. So this is another part of the journey that I'm really excited for and I really appreciate.
0: Now, once again, I bow in gratitude and again, practicing transparency, Christina, in some of our earlier beginnings of our class, I purposefully rattled that pedestal enough to where you called me on my crap, didn't you? Do you remember what it was like when you called me on that crap? I, I think honestly, There
2: was a trust there that I didn't even recognize that we had already because I trusted in you saying this is what the relationship is. This is what um, unconditional love is. This is what true leader can do, will do, which is hold the mirror up to you and allow you to hold the mirror up to them. And so I just trusted in that and spoke whatever I had to speak, honestly, never thinking that there would be any negative ramifications from it. Interesting enough, so now that I think about it, I remember never even feeling like it was going to end up hurting our relationship in any way. Like, I didn't even think that uh, this is that trick. This is the trick right here. I've been waiting for him to pull out on me. I never had that moment of thought.
0: In other words, there was no bar that you crossed. Exactly. Because I don't have such a bar. Those those are heavy. (laughs) mahalo, Christina. And before Mr. David H. Paul shares, because Linda is the newest of the eyes set, we'll get to Linda in just a moment, but it was with, with great reticence that I allowed David H. Paul into class because as I engaged some of my shamanic talents and I tapped into some of the ethers, when David completed his intake interview, I thought, here's me 30 years ago. And the sole answer 30 years ago is been there, done that, got the t-shirt, burned it, know it, next. What can you possibly teach me? Take it from there, David.
3: First I have to stop (laughs) chuckling. Because that was very true of where I was at when we first met. I spent six hours in one afternoon vetting Soul Dancer. And I'm not even kidding. Six hours. Poured. I mean, I found everything on him. And everything he had, almost everything he'd written it, And poured through three websites. Analyzed it to the point of paralysis. Just analyzed the living hell out of it. So when intake interview came around, I think the second question on my list was, so you got something going on on the back end here and it's this and that was a moment where, where I think Soul realized who, what he was in for that I really felt that way. Like, yeah, been there, done that on the t-shirt. I got this. And all I want to do is I want to take what you're doing and I want to apply it to what I'm doing. And here we go. Chapter two into the book, I was looking at myself in the mirror, you know, realizing real quick, because we got the skills inventory, and I was like, I'm not doing this skills inventory. I was like, Christine, yeah. I'm not doing this. Are you kidding me? I don't need to do this. I know what my skills are. I don't need to lay them out there. I'm certainly not going to, oh, and I don't need to do this analysis stuff anymore either. <laughs> and uh, But it was but it was the smack in the face of what, a, what are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? And what I was afraid of is that in the skills inventory, I would uncover some things that weren't lined up in my life. And what wasn't lined up was what my heart wanted to do and what I was actually doing professionally. That was what was not lined up. Everything else was great, you know, great relationships with my kids, spiritually feeling really solid, great tools. One of the neatest things was having going through this class and having knowing that soul, soul saw me, He saw me for who I was. I knew he saw me for who I was. In the first five minutes of our first conversation, he allowed me to find my way. And that was such a great gift, was just to be able to um, find my way through it. And by the time I got to chapter eight, my career changed. (laughs) It was my choice it was my choosing. it was this aha moment that I had come to. There are more light bulb moments and aha moments in, in pay me what I'm worth course than, than anything I can imagine so it's been an interesting journey and there's there are more layers there are far more layers. I feel more authentic now than I ever have before for sure you know so thank you so
0: as I watched. David blossomed. I got chills such that David going to his peers, white men of his age bracket, raising children in a society where they're so afraid of embracing the masculine and the feminine equally in a balanced way I get goosebumps just thinking about how, as you approach the men who are, you know where the hiding spaces are. I'm a gay man, you're a straight man. There are hiding spaces I will never know. I'm not qualified to draw you out on them. You are. And to me, the the thought of you being able to help more men embrace the feminine energy, the nurturing energy, that blows my mind. Not that I have a tall order to put on David H. Paul's plate.
3: <laughs> Be careful what you ask for.
0: And it's that equal level of awareness that as I was listening to Linda's blog talk radio interview, I've got a link to when I put this out on YouTube. And what really found myself captivated in your interview, Linda, was the no-holds-barred talk
4: the lord puts people in our lives for a reason and a season and and so there is a a pure level of genuineness about you and i really feel that you see me not as i am but who i will become my pastor says all the time, I see you in your future and you're looking a lot better than you are now. And that's what I get of our relationship. When they took me off the floor 20 years ago cause I was drunk as a skunk. And instead of terminating me, they took me to get help. So they saw something in me that I had forgotten was there. They saw something that was worth saving. And you see something so that I don't see yet how I'm going to get there. But I, I always say if you're dreaming a dream that you can see how you're going to get there, you're dreaming too small. So I don't know how but I do know that you're the conduit that the Lord has placed in my life for me to be able to get my message of hope, empowerment, and restoration to as many people as out there that needs a glimmer. When you're in a dark room and, and someone opens the door and you see their silhouette because you see the light and you see them in the... I'm that person that's standing in the light to show people this is the way, this is the way. Cause Christina, you talked about that dark place. I was in such an abyss that I didn't know how I got there. So I couldn't find my way out. My sister has since passed with breast cancer, but my sister came into that dark place and she grabbed hold of my hand and wouldn't let me go until I could see the light again for myself. And that's what I do. I grab hold to your hand and I just hold on until you can see that light again for yourself. And that's my message.
0: Yeah. And as I've made it my life's mission to ask the question, who takes care of the caretaker? We take care of each other. It is my goal with each of you that come into this process that we begin to form this organically ever evolving, deepening support system that should another dark night of the second, not the soul, come around. There is no doubt in your mind that vanishes because you realize you've got David and Christina and Linda and Leticia and people we haven't even met yet that we can at a moment's notice at any time of the day or night reach out to. And they can go, what do you need? So the next question I'm gonna ask because there's such a continuum of experience here on this call. How have you seen me grow since you've known me?
2: Okay, so it it takes a control freak to know a control freak, but I know this right here.
0: (laughs) Note to self, edit that out. Yeah, it's just... I
2: feel like... Over the last couple of months of our talks, because you know, soul will see, soul will chime in and call or text or email, and you just get out of your mouth. Let me call soul. I, I'm getting ready. Something. I need to talk to soul. Something, and soul be coming to talk to you, and you're like, I, I swear, I was coming. But yeah, so I have think the, the one of the biggest growth I've seen in you while seeing it in myself <laughs> is releasing control. I remember talking about, you know, having faith that this is gonna grow, this is gonna just billow out, this is gonna grow and billow out. And recently you said it's time to pull the blocks and the barriers out of the way so people can get to this. And I have spent a whole lot of time kind of going a roundabout way, trying to communicate that I felt like <laughs> you were putting blocks around it. And so I have to say that that's one of the biggest growth I've seen in you. For sure.
3: Two things. And I, I, I got to put an exclamation part point on that. Wow. Talk about releasing control. And also giving souluniversity.org your baby to another colleague to simplify oh my gosh I, that, that that was that's that's stunning to watch and see i know how hard it was for me back in the days of the nonprofit organization having built this website from nothing and having made 16 iterations to it. and The board said, time for you to release that because you can't do that and be president at the same time and do it justice. Yeah, holy crap, it freaked me out. <laughs> I was willing to do it and I did, but to see you do that, so to let it go and for it to now be going on month number three of the timeframe when things were supposed to be back up and running over at Seoul university. And it's still the same old page that says, sorry, but we're, we're in a massive simplification and Hey, it's cool. You know, it's perfect. And to see that growth, to see that willing willingness to just do this. What a blessing. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for that. I mean, Have you gotten the hint that I practice what I preach because I do it right in front of you? Yes. (laughs) with, With trepidation, I'm curious with what thoughts Leticia is having.
1: Throughout the years, I remember you going through a lot. I've seen you hit the bottom, and I've seen you get back up, and I agree with the letting go. I've never felt that I could come from a place where I wanted to tell you, what you should I think you were very good because you walk the walk I mean you are honestly genuinely a person that walks the walk you do do what you say you you practice what you preach you've always found your way throughout the years you amaze me in your enthusiasm no matter what you've gone through you're just confident it's like no matter what you've gone through I feel like what like that just doesn't face him your picture is so much bigger than I could ever imagine, especially for the book. You never knew. You you walked the path blindly sometimes, but you always had faith. I think it's definitely a combination of everything that um, Christina and David has mentioned, and you really practice what um, your work, and you've shown it. I've learned very well throughout the years how to beat myself up and you've been so good in catching me
0: and appreciating the little things (laughs) shut up shut up David (laughs) I don't know Linda well enough to tell her to shut up yet so
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you're so good at that I've for so many years I'm like I, I couldn't see a lot of what you saw sometimes and you would point that out and it's those little things that I needed to just take into perspective. You've helped me with that so much.
0: Leticia, thank you. I can only do it because of you. And I can only do it because of Linda and David and Christina and uh, a chorus of other people who has got my back that I've never doubted has gotten my back. And though we may not have gone collectively through each other's roller coasters, I wake up every morning with a realization that I'm blessed to have another day. If I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I wouldn't wake up. My sense of the divine is I I make my own heaven and hell. Now, what do I want? And if I'm too busy making too much hell, I will be taken out of the game because there's more than ample amounts of that. We don't need more of that. We need more heaven. And when I experience in class a moment where you have that life pivoting aha, and you may not have fully figured out just how big that aha was in that moment, but I'm going, yes! (laughs) I could die a happy man tomorrow because it's just one of your ahas. And for each of you to experience that sort of moment with another person, I can't imagine a more profound gift to share with you. Call those get out of my head, soul moments. (laughs) I so appreciate this introductions and the storytelling and the background and the history because it is my desire that anyone getting involved in Seoul University gets even the slightest whiff of the level of depth we're going to get into. If each one of you now puts on your 2020 hindsight, I mean, Linda, for example, when you came into the Worth 31 Flavors, did you have any idea how deep we were going to dive as quickly as we did? I had no clue about anything,
4: so I just jumped in. I mean, I just jumped in the deep end and just said, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to jump in. But if you remember that very first call that I came in on, I just it just flowed, so I just got right into it, and it was on a level of authenticity and transparency that if that's how you live your life, then you have no problem to that level. And that's one thing that I wanted to say, even in the brief time that I, because I am a newbie, but even in the brief time that I've known you, so you, it takes a lot of courage to look at your life, look at yourself. We all have good, we have bad and we have ugly. And we take a look at our good and and we just magnify that. And that's it. And even some of our bad, we can kind of admit to that, but when it gets to the ugly, we're not too keen on exposing that or or even recognizing that and it, so it takes courage to do that. It takes courage to delve into what's causing my ugly. We spoke on this earlier in the conversation, I think Christina, you did how we become so programmed or it was probably t-shirt. we become so programmed into doing and thinking that we don't even question. I mean, there have been things that I've done in my life. And when when someone asked, why are you doing this? I said, it's because my mom did it. And they were like, well, but it doesn't make any sense. And I was like, yes, it does. My mom did it this way. We, We all have that and we just accept it and we move on. So we are a lot of times making decisions based on someone else's standards. Courage, soul, and you have that courage to delve into that real ugliness to figure out what's going on and what's causing that. And and I admire that. I admire that about you. So what you do is, because you are able to go to that level, you create an atmosphere and an environment that allows us to also be able to go to that level comfortably and, and just kind of experience it.
2: So. Present. I don't know about comfortable. I don't. And, <laughs>
4: yeah, you know, no, no, I'm not saying comfortable in the, in the fact that we are comfortable with ourselves, but we just feel comfortable enough with soul to be able to do that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, or or I feel, comfort, I feel comfortable enough with Saul to say, I'm not comfortable going here, That's right. and I'm not comfortable with you right now, either. I'm not going to go here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've hit my limit right now.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you all are talking about. I mean, my God, come on. <laughs> the people that you're listening to right now, the folks that you're watching right now, are a product of the traditional class process. We formed a class. We had a workshop. We started from A and we went to Z with a group of people, with the same group of people. This whole new blow your mind Mondays erases all of that. Meaning you can come into a call like Linda did, never being part of a call ever only having the ebook and possibly a cursory overview of the ebook, but it'll be my mission on that call to blow your mind. It may take you the next 25 years to figure out what I blew up, but I guarantee you, I will blow your mind. By coming in, in constant flux into a class where there are gonna be people who don't even know why they signed up other than the fact that a friend called them up and said, sign up, be in class with me. It's 25 bucks a month. You piss away 25 bucks a month on coffee every, every week. So don't give me this $25, it's too much money business. And you come into that class like Linda, not knowing what the hell is going on. It's my job in that class that even though you might be one of 750 people in that class, you're going to get something out of that class to gnaw on. For months. Is it fair to say to each of you in our interactions, even in just one conversation, that I've triggered something in you that you've had to chew on for quite some time?
3: Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. I bought you lunch just a few times, haven't I? And <laughs> every time so blows my mind and I'm going, um uh, he says, Well, you can buy me lunch.
2: <laughs> I usually don't even know it it's like it's like a delayed apparatus I, I usually don't even know it i i don't I usually don't even know it until I've had an aha about something else and then soul's like, My dear, do you know what that means? and I'm like, Oh hell he's done it again' <laughs>
4: Uh, I, I usually have it immediately because I, I told you, I saw the, he saw the, he'll send me into overload because there's so much uh, that he imparts that I'm writing. I'm constantly writing stuff down while I'm talking to him. So there, there is never a conversation where I don't leave better than I was when I came on on the call.
0: So where do you see the blow your mind Monday nights evolving? What's your vision of the blow your mind Monday nights? Because each one of you on this call, I invited you to have a secondary and possibly third and fourth and fifth call. Each one of you I've invited to the table that after we have your blow your mind Mondays, you step up to the table and you facilitate yet another call that those who are paying that 25 a month, they're gonna have access to, to take it even at another level. I'm not aware of anybody else doing this, in this format, are you?
2: Not in this format. And I, I think what I like about it is clearly that, you know, you can have a thousand people on the call, well, let's just run it down. You can have this number of people, all of us on the same call, and we're all gonna walk away from it with something different because we're going to, we bring so much different lived experience to the call. So providing another opportunity with additional calls provides a, a nuance and an ability to go deeper. And so like I told you, I'm at a point where I just, I'm craving to go deeper. I like the opportunity of it. At first, I thought it was going to be a little confusing but the more that I'm letting it, I'm sitting with it, I'm like, yeah, I'm liking that because having gone through the traditional setup that you had, the classwork that we had, I was often left with feeling like I wanted to go further on this one. Like, I didn't want to talk the hour on this topic, but I wanted to go back to the other topic and talk another hour on it. So I like it.
3: I know for myself, one of the things that In in that original vetting process, what came to me was this notion that what soul is doing has a whole lot to do, more to do with this major shift that's happening on planet Earth than anything else. In other words, when we take that doubt, guilt, shame, and worry, when I take that and I really just stop allowing myself to go there. And and I I develop the tools and the skills to be able to never have to go there again. And I do the healing necessary. And I get supported on that. (laughs) I see the extremes getting more extreme. And I'm telling you, my goal is to be on the side of love, to be on the side of peace, to be focused on that and to be leading that charge of ascension into a new world. That's what I see. And I see what we're doing with this to be the perfect tool for that. I get to give my gifts. And they're freely accepted and wanted. And that's exciting. <laughs> that's so exciting.
4: I, I agree with what David said because we're living in a time right now where there is so much negativity. I, I mean, people are just, they're just, angry, they're unhappy, and and it's permeating throughout the air and, and the atmosphere. And what we will be able to do is we will be able, one, one by one, bring a positive note to what seems to be a, a society of doom and gloom. So what this will allow us to do is to put out Just a little ray of sunshine will plant a seed of hope for a better future and watch that seed grow one person at a time. That's what this will do.
1: What I would like to share is I love this dynamic. I think that everyone's feedback will definitely make an impact. I spiritually see, can see myself as well as you guys as a bright light. And that bright light, I just want to touch someone and have them shine my light upon them and see them shine bright. I think if we could form any connection with someone, I think I've given up the notion of ever feeling that I have to save the world. You've helped me realize that. (laughs) That at this point, my soul wants to connect. I have less relationships in my life, but I feel more connected with those relationships. And so that connection is as I mentioned as with you and I'm sure it's with all of you feels more genuine. I can connect with less people, but it feels genuinely pure. I feel that all of us it's a bigger bright light and a bigger bright light will just attract more and people would want to see more. More than anything, I feel that it's a great opportunity with everyone's stories, everyone's um, lessons and to form that connection. That at the end of the day, if we got one connection, even if we had 200 people, a thousand, and we got two, it's impacting to us to the energy that we would create it's it's good it's it's pure it's it's peace as as david said it's it's beautiful i've seen you and all of us how so we talked about letting go i think if we let go of just how many people we could touch how many people we impact and we just give it our our genuine selves i think we can shine very bright and that
0: would be enough amplified and amplified one show becomes two shows, become ten shows, become fifty shows. Each one of you having your own YouTube station, Facebook, Twitter, Vlog Talk Radio, iTunes. Each one of you shining your light like a diamond sparkling in so many other ways, reaching out to your your the people that you know you can connect with. My God, I don't know about you, but I've got chicken skin. And nothing stops that. True? If I asked each one of you to erase what has been awoken within you on your journey with me and pay me what I'm worth in Soul University, just forget about it.
2: It can't even happen. Like, it, I have had such a Profound shift. My, my. It's not in the, in the. It's not just my mind that has had that shift. Like physically, I've had a shift. And my, and going through my days, and my chest not being tight, and I'm not just walking and crying and not even realize that I'm crying because I'm so sad, because I'm so exhausted of living someone else's expectations that I don't even like anyway. Man, whatever. <laughs> and like there's just no change in it. There's just no change. There's no, I can't possibly go back. It, there's, uh-uh. You're gonna get me going forever. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna stop myself. Go ahead
1: take responsibility for my life. That is huge. That is just, that is huge. Because through the journey, I, I caught my BS in which I didn't realize, once again, our subconscious programming, right? Right. We've made so many excuses of why our life is the way we are. It can't be us. I've made every excuse in the book and I, it's hard to even admit that. I'm catching myself even trying to teach this to my son. And he's totally like, what? Like, I, my cousin did this to me and I have to take responsibility for it. It makes no sense. And it got to me like, yeah, we've been pro, we started this since we're probably little kids. This has been going on. Doesn't seem justified. Still can't take responsibility. And as we grew up, we do the same thing. We, I found many ways to see myself as a victim. And I've I've had to learn how to not play that role, how to take full responsibility. And sometimes, like I said, it's about falling down, picking it up, because when you least expect it, that programming comes back. It comes back. So we can never act like we know it all, or we're up here, and we, you know, we did our work, Uh uh-uh. That, our little dark side is always there. Our programming is always there. We have to learn to control that programming, and that thing, that programming, we're going to die, grow old in our grave with that programming. It's a matter of us learning, being honest with our BS, keeping it real that it's there. And we have to learn to find our genuine selves. And that, that's hard work. Simple as that. Because it's an ongoing journey.
2: Drop the mic. Preach, sis. You better preach, say that. Bye bye, Chaos Committee.
0: Letitia, I don't think uh, everyone else here understands that playing the role of victim. Can you help them understand that? I don't think they've ever experienced that in their life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've played that as a kid. I've played that in my 20s. I've played that in my marriage, played that getting through my trials and tribulations. And even though I've done the work, that victim always wants to come back and it's always going to come, want to come back.
0: What is it that you've experienced with this process? And it's not my process. It's a collective process. What is it in this experience that has allowed you to become more compassionate with you, Leticia?
1: I think everyone, because I am different from everyone will find their own tools. For me, it's been God. I've, the closer I want to please the Lord, be close to the Lord, I want him to see me as being worthy to the Lord. And I can't lie to the Lord. Lying to myself is like lying to the Lord. Whatever you choose to, to have faith on spiritually, it, it's within you. you. When you become honest, truly honest about what, what is not ideally where you want to be, just like a little demons. We don't want to admit our flaws. We're afraid of what everyone's going to think of us. If we could just be honest about it, we don't have to just explain ourselves to anyone, but definitely for ourselves.
0: Those flaws are our teacher. That is our perfection.
1: Yes. Yes. I hold <laughs> yes.
0: this silly notion that I emanate from that which is perfect.
1: Yes. I think that that's still hard to deal with sometimes we in accepting our flaws. And we can choose, but this is a tough one where I can accept the flawed. I can even accept I have these bad habits. And then we have to accept whether we're choosing to do something about it or not. And when we choose not to do something about it, don't bitch about it or complain about it, you chose not to do anything about it. So I have this saying with my son, um, my own son. I said, complain he's bored. He says he's bored. And I said, okay, well, you could do this or do that. He says, I don't want to do that. And I said, well, my rule of thumb is you have a choice. You could either choose to complain about what you what's not entertaining you, or you could do something about it. But if you choose to be bored, I don't want to hear that I'm bored, right? So we can't complain about our lives if we choose not to do anything. So if I have this bad habit, I'm just not doing it, but I can't bitch about it. I'm, I can't be a victim, ultimately, for what I'm not choosing to change. And that's, that's a lesson, a hard lesson I've had to learn. I've had issues that I've, I knew I wasn't ready to deal with. I've had issues that I felt not emotionally strong enough, financially ready enough, spiritually enough, where I don't want, didn't want to deal with people, didn't want to deal with problems. And I've chose to say, I'm not going to deal with this now. Well, then that becomes part of me. And we have, we carry that on. You've made it very clear. I remember being the bag lady or carrying the gallons of water. Every gallon of water was an issue or problem or habit that we carried on because we chose not to let it go. When we're going to learn, that's so what I'm saying, there's a lifelong journey. How long are we going to carry all this weight until we take some responsibility for it and choose to make a change? We're going to keep on carrying that weight. I'm, I'm going to say I've, I've had things that I'm dealing with now that I knew I had to deal with probably about five years ago. And I'm just now have the energy to deal with it. So I knew that I've been carrying that with. If I took, can't be a victim, because I've chose to accept it. That was hard. And I'm like part of the work that I've done with you that I'm set is learning to accept that's my package. And
0: do you get a feeling though, Leticia, that we're here to carry that with you? Do you and get Stella, that you and- you're not alone in this process
1: yes and and also learning to love myself while i carry it and that's hard because when i talked about we beat ourselves up all the time about what we don't have what we carry our flaws and that's that's hard it's on the here.
2: that says for just for a second like f- several of the best lessons that i've learned being a control freak, you know, being a perfectionist, being addicted to success—all of these things that I've learned. So I don't know what chapter that I got this, but this light bulb was so wonderful. And but I, was, so we have this false sense that that there's something there, there's an issue there, and we're just ignoring it. That is one reality that happens. But what's also true is that we often feel like, well. If we acknowledge the issue, then we have an obligation to fix and resolve the issue right now. And one of the most liberating lessons for me has been really all I was supposed to do is just acknowledge that there's an opportunity here for me to grow. Because I don't have the, I don't have the bandwidth right now. Maybe I don't have the tools. I probably don't even have the total context and understanding of this right now to resolve this and fix this or grow from it. And, and literally I'm starting to recognize that it's more or less not even fixing something as much as it is growing. But just to allow, give myself permission to just acknowledge it and not have to fix it and correct it right now or do anything with it. Sometimes, boo, it's just like chicken that you that You go, you plan on cooking it tomorrow or the next day. Like you just need to make up a marinade and throw it in a bag and let it chill in the refrigerator for a minute. That's just it. Sometimes that has been such a liberation for me because my need to fix stuff often would overwhelm me to the point of just be like, I ain't dealing with anything. And so now, I got I muck, muck to the left of me and muck to the right of me. <laughs> but when I acknowledge and then I put it up on this shelf right here, like I see you, boo. I check in with you every week. I see you. Oh, that
3: makes sense. Thank you, Christina. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> you have all been extraordinarily generous with your time, and I am bowing to you. This is going to be one of many. The goal of Blow Your Mind Mondays is to have more nights like this. I'm gonna come to the table with a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of something from Pay Me What I'm Worth and I'm gonna throw it out there. You may not have even read the book. Maybe you haven't even heard of what Pay Me What I'm Worth is. But you're gonna get something out of it and then I'm gonna ask you to circle back and start the book on your own pace. And over time as more people are coming into the matrix, More people are going to be just starting. More people are going to be just on one. More people are going to be just on chapter two. More people are going to be wanting to take six months on learning how to dissolve doubt. They're not even starting the book yet. They want to talk about just that. So my call to action to each of you is think about this. Part of my goal of charging only $25 a month for this is to absolutely blow away any excuse to having a consistent class in your life for some time to come. Having a routine that you can dial a phone, you can be anywhere, you can be in your PJs, but you can be taking a class where you're gonna get something out of that class that's gonna cause the noodle in your brain to go, hmm. And like Christina just said, you don't have to act on it immediately. Go to sleep, wake up the next morning, and it could very well already be done. (laughs) So thank you, again, each of you. I bow to you for your time and your generosity. This is the beginning of something I think extraordinary. Each of you are tasked now with just showing up on Monday nights and bringing as many people as you think can come along for the ride and start chewing off your segments of the conversation so that you can deepen that relationship with whoever needs it. It, One person might sign up for once and then we'll never see them again. And that's fine because I'm confident like I've done with each of you. There's a seed planted that will grow whether you like it or not. (laughs) Yeah?
3: Yes, yes.
2: Yeah, I got me all charged up. Then i gonna be sitting here talking to myself for the next okay. 20 minutes probably. <laughs> uh, appreciate it, looking forward to the opportunity. Very happy to have met you, Leticia, um, Linda, it was good to see you again. Looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you, David H. Paul and Soul. I appreciate it, guys.
1: Thank you, it was great meeting all, everyone. Do you guys, it's been great talking to all everyone.
4: I am super excited about where this is going. Absol- and, and I'm so honored just to be a part of this. Iron sharpens iron. And, and you've gotta be around like-minded people. I always say, if you're the smartest person in your group, you gotta find a new group. We all bring something to the table that we can learn and grow and share. I'm just I'm over the top. All right, I'm out. I just got in from work, so tired. Talk to you guys later. Good night.
1: All right, good night. It's been great. Uh, Thanks, so. all. This this is a lot. I, I honestly I wasn't sure what to expect, and but this is so much better than I I thought it would be. This is great. Exciting. It's exciting for sure.
3: It's got that diabolical thing going on there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So now it's down to David H. Paul.
3: <laughs> I had no idea, you know, oh, hey, got time tonight? Sure do. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just tickled to be, to continue the journey, to be a part of the change that I'm excited to see in the world. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a blessing.
0: All right. After all that, I want to again thank you for watching all of this. It's a longer video. It's a full feature video. My intention with this was for you to get a really good feel of who I am, what we're up to, and how you can get involved. All the people that you met here today, you can connect with them directly by clicking on the links to their pages right below here in the show notes. You can also get yourself registered for our Monday calls by clicking on the registration link below as well. Once registered, you'll get an email from us detailing how you can get into the call, whether that's through your phone or through your video feed on your computer or smartphone. Just to give you a little heads up about what classes are going to be like, we spend no time doing introductions. We don't have time for introductions. There will be too many people on the call for everyone to introduce themselves. However, I have online tools where you can get involved with each discussion that we have And you can deepen that discussion through leaving comments and comments on comments. You get to know each other through those comments. I look forward to seeing you in class. I look forward to building a relationship with you where you get to explore the two questions that I am focused on in my life. Who am I? And why am I here? By exploring those two questions, you're going to naturally awaken the wisdom within you. And by awakening that wisdom, you can release the need to ever participate in unhealthy habits like doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. I look forward to hearing you or seeing you in class. Aloha.